0: Good morning, everyone. Good morning. It's so great to see all of you. Um, I have a couple of quick announcements. Uh, we have flood buckets, as you see at our entrances. Those are for uh, United Methodist Committee on Relief. And those go to people when there's a tornado, hurricane, flood. Um, and they, those get sent out all over. But our buckets um, get sent to the uh, Decatur Warehouse here in North Alabama. So we'd love for you to uh, pack a bucket um, and if the bucket seems overwhelming, do a partnership with a friend. You can always get another family to make the bucket with you. So, um, or, or a Sunday school group can do it together. Wednesday, February the 9th, that's this Wednesday coming up, we have free dinner at 5.15 for youth, kids, and parents. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and if you are getting Valentine's cards for kids, you still have time to do that. We're going to have a giant party at 6 o'clock on Wednesday. Catherine, I hear the kids are going to have an awesome time. And the youth, we're going to play some games against the parents, which is going to be great. We've always, the parents and, and the youth helpers, we've always wanted to throw dodgeballs at the kids. So parents, this is your chance to come out this Wednesday night. Uh, they're also going to have a Valentine's party next Sunday for kids too uh, during both services. So that's going to be a lot of fun. Um, our church, our uh, inviting ministry team, is going to be starting a little coffee gathering out here uh, at the entrance. But they're going to need a name for what's brewing out there, okay? So uh, we want you to come up with some creative ideas, and they're going to they're gonna vote on who wins. Who wins coming up with the best name? Has to be done by uh, February 21st. March, uh, Pastor Sam is starting a series called 40 Days of Prayer, and there's actually books that you can get, uh, book journals that you can get for that. Um, we have youth confirmation class tonight. And then next Sunday night, um, the youth are going to have a Super Bowl party, so everybody's invited out to that as well. And let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Loving God, we are so thankful that we can come out together and worship together this morning. We pray that you will calm our hearts, calm our minds, help us focus on you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Will you stand and worship with us?
1: We worship the God who was We worship the God who is We worship the God who never will be He opened the prison doors He understood the raging sea My God, He holds the victory yeah. There's joy in the house of the Lord There's joy in the house of the Lord today And we won't be quiet We shout out your praise There's joy in the house of the Lord Our God is surely in this place And we won't be quiet We shout out your praise Shout out your praise We sing to the God who heals We sing to the God who saves We sing to the God who Always makes a way. he hung upon that cross, he rose from the grave. My God, still rolling stones away.
2: to fight for me.
0: Everybody remain standing for just a moment this we're going to do something that we normally don't do in this service we are going to say a creed that this church has been saying for 175 years along with other churches um so it's unique to this service that we haven't done it much here but we're going to do it today and we're going to talk about it in the sermon as well i believe in god the father almighty maker of heaven and earth and in jesus Christ, His only son our lord who was conceived by the holy spirit You may be seated. So I know that was different for this service, but that's one of those things we teach the youth in confirmation, and it's one of those things we're going to talk about in just a little bit. Uh, Just remind us what our core beliefs are here as a church. Um, In this time of the service, we prepare our hearts for a time of tithe and offering. We have offering plates in the back of the sanctuary and in the front, Um, and if you're watching online, you can give online. Um, Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Loving God, we are so thankful for these gifts of tithe and offering. Uh, we pray that you will bless them for your kingdom, and not just the gift, financial gifts, but also those of time and service, that you will use those for your glory and your kingdom. God, we lift up all of those church members right now that are getting ready to have surgeries uh, or are homebound. We, we lift them up. We pray for doctors and nurses that will be taking care of them. We lift up our healthcare workers in this community as they're still... Um, just struggling with this COVID stuff, we pray that you will, you will uh, give them extra patience, extra peace right now. And we pray for our teachers as well. We ask all of this in Jesus' name, amen.
2: You give life, you are love, you bring light to.
0: The praise band's awesome, aren't they? They're awesome. So today's scripture uh, comes from 1 Corinthians, and uh, this book is a book that starts off, Paul wrote this for people that were in conflict, um, they have disagreements among one another. So in this book, he talked about spiritual gifts, he does the scripture about we are the body, you've heard that one before, and then last week leading up to this one in 1 Corinthians, It was the love chapter where where we talked that love is patient, love is kind. It's that scripture they read during weddings. So this is what follows after that. This is 1 Corinthians um, 15, 1 through 11. So um, remember, the original audience had conflict. I just really want to make sure we get that. Um, But he's going to remind them of the good news that changed them, right? The thing that got them started on this journey to begin with the good news that started them on the journey of faith. So in today's passage, Paul's continuing his message, the church at Corinth, and let's see how it applies to us. This is 1 Corinthians 15, 1 through 11. Now I would remind you, brothers and sisters, of the good news that I proclaim to you, which you in return received, in which you also stand, through which you are also being saved. If you hold firmly to the message that I proclaim to you, unless you have come to believe in vain— For I handed on to you as first importance what I in turn had received, that Christ died for our sins in accordance with the Scriptures, and that he was buried and that he was raised on the third day in accordance with the Scriptures, and that he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. Then he appeared to more than five hundred brothers and sisters at one time, most of whom are still alive, though some have died. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Last of all, as to one untimely born, he appeared also to me. For I am the least of the apostles, unfit to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am. His grace toward me has not been in vain. On the contrary, I worked harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that, it, that is with me. Whether then it was I or they, so we proclaim, and so we have come to believe." the Word of God for the people of God. Let's pray. Loving God, uh, I pray that this Scripture today, I pray that it will speak to each of us. I pray that you will draw us closer to you and closer to each other. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. So, Paul's taking the people back to those core, basic beliefs. He's reminding the church that he's writing to their core doctrine, right? Um, so remember, I said before, this, this audience had conflict among themselves. They had division. There's even a chapter in 1 Corinthians about lawsuits among each other. They had trouble getting along, right? So it's not just um, for the church there. It's also for us. And, and we could say it's even for our own personal relationships. Uh, it, it's for our own life, not just as a church. Uh, what are our core beliefs? Let's go back to those basics because um, yes, we can stand up for things that we believe in, and we can have disagreements among others, but let us not forget what the main thing is, the basics. I recently wrote a really boring school paper. I go to uh, Candler at Emory, and uh, I, if you ever have trouble falling asleep, I will let you borrow a paper I just wrote, okay? But it was on creeds, and uh, the paper was about the Council of Nicaea and the Council of Constantinople, where they formed creeds starting in 325. That's a long time ago. Um, but the, this is kind of where the Apostle Creed comes from, right? Um, so there's was different creeds, but we, we have ours that we use. These were a formation, right? They, they um, remind us of our core doctrine. They unite us. Um, those first creeds in 325, they started because there was some controversy. There was some teachings that were denying the deity of Jesus. So they wanted to ground people that the power of Jesus and who Jesus is. That's why these creeds started. And here in this church, that creed we read, um, we just celebrated 175 years in this place. And they've been saying the Apostles' Creed for 175 years just in here alone, and and it goes on further uh, back than that but it's good news. It's good news that is in that creed. What is it? We talked about it in the Apostles' Creed that Christ has died, Christ is risen. We talked about the forgiveness of sins. This is great news. We remind ourselves of the good news and what we believe. We remind ourselves of that all the time. And traditional, they do it every week. They remind themselves of those things that unite us, those core beliefs. Um, In in that creed, you said that you believe that Jesus was was crucified, dead, and buried. That's the same thing that Paul said in this passage. Um, It it said that he ascended into heaven, same thing that Paul says in the passage, that he sits at the right hand of God. That's where we're acknowledging the deity of Jesus. That's why these creeds came about. It says the Holy Catholic Church in this creed. Teenagers ask me this all the time, but sometimes adults do too. When we say Catholic Church a lowercase catholic it doesn't mean we just believe in saint james across the street right we believe in the universal church that god is doing a work among all of us there's many things that that we don't necessarily agree upon with theology with some other churches in our area but we believe that god is at work among all of us the communion of saints we believe in the importance of the fellowship together we know how important it is to gather face-to-face in person with one another. We believe in the communion of saints. We also believe in the communion of saints that we will be reunited with those who have gone before us, right? And the forgiveness of sins. It's the main thing, right? These are the main things. Paul spoke about good news in verse 1 and 2. He said, we stand on it. When we have days that you're not sure how you're going to get through, this is those things that we stand on, Right? In a few weeks from now, you're not going to remember that last week I had almond joys and weird candy bars in the pulpit. But you will remember these core beliefs. These are those things that you hold on to. You will hold on to them. You're going to remember those, even if you don't remember the Apostles' Creed, you're going to remember those statements. You're going to remember those ideas that we said in that, those core doctrines. You're going to remember words from some of the songs that we sing regularly in this worship service. When you're having a rough time, you will cling on, you will hold on to those. You're going to remember the meaning of Holy Communion. We stand on the good news. We hold on to it. We walk in it every day, especially when we have days that are uncertain. We don't know what's going to happen. We hold on to that good news. Did you notice in this passage, too, that Paul said, by which you are being saved? He said the good news, by which you're being saved. Being saved? Being saved? I have a news alert, right? We all mess up. Even Pastor Sam, right? Even, even like Mother Teresa messed up. Like anybody you can put on a pedestal, we all mess up. We're, we were all in the process of being saved. I mess up, you do too. None of us get it right all the time. And remember that Paul was writing this to a group of people that had division, conflict. Let us never be so arrogant that we think we're right about everything or that we, we, uh, we can never think that we have it all together. We're all a work in progress, being saved, being made better by God. We're still being saved, being made perfect in the process of being molded into what God wants us to be. I didn't grow up United Methodist. I went to a Christian school, went to a youth group with other friends. Maybe some of you had similar experiences like this, but um, I can remember hearing John 3.16 presented at youth, youth events or church events And it would be, for God's love of the world, that he gave his only begotten son, that whoever um, believes in him shall have everlasting life. And they would read this scripture, and they might even talk about hell, the fires of hell or something, and people would cry at the altar, right? And it was like, that was it. That was it. Um, Sometimes it was just like there was nothing after that, right? I don't know if anybody else grew up sometimes seeing things like that. It's great to have a conversion experience, right? Those are important. And I'm not mocking it, but that's not it, that's not the end. We're being saved, it's a constant thing. God is constantly changing us, helping us grow. Um, The Holy Spirit is helping us change and grow in our faith daily. We're being saved from our sins daily, being molded into what God wants us to be constantly. So again, I'm not picking on those experiences, those are powerful experiences, those moments when we gave our life to Christ, when we surrendered our lives, when we went through confirmation, or cried at an altar. Those are great experiences, but it doesn't end there. We're still a work in progress. God's still doing things on our heart and in our lives. So celebrate those today. I want you to celebrate those moments um, when you gave your life to Christ, but let it continue to grow. Let it continue to grow. Paul says to hold firmly to this good news. I hear stories all the time, especially this past year, I've done more funerals the past year than I ever thought I would, right? And, I, and I've seen more sick people um, in the hospital or just dealing with stuff this, this past year more than I ever have. And, and, and they, people in those situations, they don't remember these goofy um, sometimes sermons that I've done or, or um, they sometimes don't even remember little Bible studies we've had, but they remember these core things. They remember these core things. Um, they remember an old hymn like Amazing Grace. They cling on to it, right? They they, remind—they—they cling on to that that Christ died and rose again. That's what keeps them going. Paul wants us to drive home the good news. Verse 3, that Christ died for our sins. And that's not just the sins we've done in the past, but the things that we'll do in the future. Christ died for our sins. Verse 4, um, he said that we believe Jesus overcame death. We believe in the resurrection, right? We believe in the resurrection. Um, and that should affect how we live on earth every day. That's not just a, we're going to go to heaven, but we believe that Jesus died and rose again. That should affect our daily lives, right? He appeared to the disciples. People saw the resurrected Jesus. Paul then goes on to call himself the least of the apostles, um, He says this because he persecuted the church. A lesson I learned from this and what Paul says there is um, God uses all of us, right? We we sometimes don't feel like we're worthy of sharing the good news. When Paul says he's the least of the apostles, sometimes we feel that way too. Sometimes we feel like we're not worthy to be used, not worthy to to serve, right? People say that to me. They say, well, I don't feel worthy to teach in, in children's church or I'm not worthy to help with youth ministry because I'm not spiritual enough. Listen, Paul says, I'm the least of the apostles. And look, he wrote most of the New Testament. God wants to use all of us despite our age, gender, income. None of that matters. God wants us to share the good news. And Paul said it's because he persecuted the church in the past. He did some terrible stuff. Don't let your past stop you from spreading the good news. What an awesome testimony if you do have a past and people can see that Jesus has changed your life. What a great example of how God can use people. I can remember going to pastor's licensing school at Camp Sumatanga. These people going to licensing school, they looked like pastors. They, like had, they, they didn't have Nikes like that on. They had like dress shoes and a briefcase. They were the real deal, right? But I'm reminded that God uses all people. God uses all of us, right? Despite what makes us different, God will use us to share the good news. So I get it, I get how Paul felt when he says this. Because sometimes I feel like the least of these, like Paul's the least of the apostles. But today, we get back to the basics. We remember our core beliefs. We are sitting in a sanctuary with people with very different opinions than us on a lot of topics, right? But we said a statement of faith, the apostles' creed, that's what unites us, those core beliefs. That's what brings us together. So we're about to take communion. We will all hold out our hands and receive the body and blood of Christ. All of us the same, right? All of us the same, coming together, saying, we need Jesus. We're hungry for God. That's what brings us together. That's those core beliefs, those things we cling to, those things we cling to. We're about to say in the communion liturgy, we will say, um, we confess that we have not been an obedient church, we have not done your will, we have not done our la- loved our neighbor. We're all going to agree together that we haven't done enough, right? These are the basics. These are important. So we want to continue to grow in our faith. We want to discover new things and wrestle with things in our faith, right, as we explore and grow. But let us always come back and remember the basics of what we believe. So we're about to take communion, and um, I want to let everyone know that communion in the Methodist Church is open to everyone, everybody. You don't have to be a member. Your age doesn't matter. Um, all you have to have is a heart that's hungry for God. There is also um, the altar rail here. Um, if you leave an offering here, that goes to our benevolence, people that come to the church asking for, for help. That's what that goes for. Um, but again, everybody's op- it's open to everyone. This is Christ's table. It's not Gadsden First United Methodist Church t- uh, table. It's for everybody. So this is, again, different than what we normally do because we're going re- to read the communion liturgy together today because it's those things that we all say together, those things that unite us, right? Those core beliefs that we remember that hold us together. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors, and we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give our thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And so, with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son, Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering and death and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took the bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, and gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat. This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to the disciples and said, drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so, in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in mystery to all the world, until Christ comes in final victory, and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit in your holy church, all honor and glory is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Now I'm going to ask Parker, my helper today, I'm going to ask Parker to come forward and help. body of Christ given for you. The blood of Christ shed for you. And I'm going to ask the praise band to come forward. And I know this is different than we've done communion in here before with the liturgy, but I wanted us to see those words that have been said for so long that unite us, that bring us together.
1: start on the outside, the outside looking in, this is where grace begins. We were These liars and these thieves There's no one among them here That sin and shame you brought with you Can leave it at the door Let mercy draw you Reading, take your place beside the sail sit down and be set free. Come to the table to the thief and to the daughter, to the hero. to the young and to the older, all who hunger, all who thirst, all the last and all the first, all the paupers and the princes, all who
0: So I know we did communion and we did liturgy. We did a lot of things different today than we normally do in this service. But I want it to remind us: we all, every one of us, came forward like this and knelt, received the body and blood of Christ. Right? Remind ourselves. Let us remind ourselves of those things that unite us. Right? Let us leave here reminded of those core beliefs. Those things that that should change us daily. Um, may we also remember that God wants to use every single one of us, despite. What we may have done in the past, uh, despite what our failures might be, God wants to use all of us. Go in peace.